This is the sermon podcast of Lord of Life Lutheran Church in Columbus, Ohio, where we proclaim God's extravagant grace, radical inclusion, and relentless compassion. Join us for a worship Sunday at 8 a.m., 9 a.m., or 11:15 a.m. This is Lord of Life. There is a place for you here. For more information, please visit our website at www.acceptingall.com. The Holy Gospel according to John, the 15th chapter. Jesus said, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine grower. He removes every branch in me that bears no fruit. Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes to make it bear more fruit. You have already been cleansed by the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me as I abide in you. Just as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit, because apart from me you can do nothing. Whoever does not abide in me is thrown away like a branch and withers. Such branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask for whatever you wish and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. The Gospel of the Lord. Christ is risen. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. It's the only thing that there's just too little of. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. Not for just for some, but for everyone. If I could sing it, I would. (laughs) But you're familiar with it, I am sure. And who could argue with the lyrics of that familiar song? And who is unaware of the fact that the Bible has extensive references to love and the love commandment, to love God and the neighbor as oneself? And many of those scripture texts have been among us these past Sundays and have made mention of love and some discussion of love that has made its way into the sermons. And once again, love is paramount in the reading of the epistle for today. Well, what more can we say about love, sweet love? Well, there's always more to say about the love that is the mark of discipleship and the service it entails. The subject and expressions of love are inexhaustible. As you may know, the particular kind of neighbor love which Christ commands and displays perfectly in his person and work goes by the name of the Greek word agape. It is distinguished from, but not in opposition to, the human loves of friendship and cherishing and desiring. There is a story written by Bertolt Brecht that leads us then into the first distinguishing feature of agape love. Brecht tells of a middle-class woman who lived her entire life in self-giving service and devotion to her family and their needs, taking no pleasure for herself. She would eat only after everybody else in the family had eaten and be satisfied 
with whatever was left over. Her life was one of relentless service and self-denial. Then suddenly at age 70, when the death of her husband occurred, she completely reversed her lifestyle. During the remaining years of her life, she refused any further service to her children, ignored them completely, and concentrated solely on pursuing her own interests in her rather eccentric ways. She went from completely self-serving, self-giving to completely self-serving. In her obedient life, the subservience she thought was expected of women in her day said it was, it was the entire substance of her life. In her emancipated life, she expressed an erratic spontaneity that was just the opposite. In commenting on this, one theologian observed that neither way of life was healthy for her. The first was self-destructive, and the second was irresponsible and selfish. The first characteristic of agape love is that it is self-giving, but one must have a self to give. Jesus says, love your neighbor as yourself. The complete subservience of this woman to her family was self-negating. She failed to love herself, to value her own worth, and demand the respect owed to her. Then she stopped loving others entirely. Well, Brecht's story tells us that both self-giving and self-love can be distorted. Sacrificial love for the neighbor is meaningless unless we possess and care for the self that we offer. In creation and redemption, God has given us our lives, ourselves. This is our Easter gift of indestructible life. We are called upon to cherish this precious gift and not to neglect our well-being or to think of ourselves as anything less, anything less than a child of God. It is out of the freedom of knowing that we are children of God that we are able to give of ourselves in love. Jesus is the ultimate example of self-giving love, but not the denial of self. As we heard in the gospel lesson from John, the Good Shepherd lesson last week, Jesus says, I lay down my life in order to take it up again. I have the power to lay it down, and I have the power to take it up again. He was God and human both on the cross. He gave of himself but not deny, but not negating himself. His identification then with our broken human lives represents a key characteristic of self-giving love, compassion. Literally, compassion, suffering with. Another story now takes us to a central feature of agape love. Jerzy Kaczynski's novel, The Painted Bird, tells the story of a young boy left on his own to wander among the villages of Eastern Europe during World War II. Because he was dark-skinned and different, he was often treated brutally 
by superstitious peasants that he encountered. For a time, he had a good stay with a trapper of birds named Lech, however, who treated him well. But Lech had a brutal side also. When a dark mood overtook him, for his perverse amusement, he would take the boy into the woods with a caged bird that he had painted with various colors. He told the boy to kind of squeeze the bird so that it would begin to sing and attract others of the same species. Then he would release the bird. It flew happily up to join other birds of its own kind. The flock, upon seeing the painted colors on this strange bird, began to circle and finally attacked the painted bird until it fell dead to the earth. This incident, which gives the book its title, is a parable for the brutality the boy experienced for being different. It is a parable for much of human experience where difference of any kind often breeds rejection and cruelty. One might even say it was a parable for Jesus, whose unique form of difference brought him to the cross. In our society, justice can make some degree of mitigation for this kind of cruelty, but only agape love can transcend it. The painted bird shows us the need for that core feature of agape. Love loves all, no exceptions. How could there be? when Jesus commands us to love even our enemies and bless those who persecute us. In some cases, this is hard to do, of course. People are not always lovable. People commit heinous crimes. Others spew hatred. Religious fanatics engage in senseless killings. Persons with economic and political power turn their backs on the neediest of people. And even ordinary, decent folks can sometimes be mean and hurtful. These behaviors and others kindle our anger. And it is okay for love to be angry and to seek justice and redress, but not hatred. And always openness to examining our own feelings and motives through the prism of agape love. So discipleship is self-giving love for all people through personal service in the orbit of our opportunities and possibilities, and through the ministry of prayer as we join the church throughout the world in the cause of turning hatred into acceptance. Love that gives of self to all without exceptions then serves the goal of love, which is community and unity. The love of God in Christ has overcome our estrangement from both God and each other. It is the power of divine forgiveness that has healed that breach. The neighbor love that God commands and which the Spirit empowers us to show forth is a forgiving love. In this fallen world where sin disrupts relationships in all sorts of ways, <clears throat> giving of self and caring for the other, no matter what, involves a readiness to forgive. God's forgiveness turns estrangement into community, and so does ours, 
when driven by love. The image then of the true vine and the branches that Jesus speaks of in our gospel for today serves as a strong vision of our unity with Christ and each other. We can visualize grapevines and see in our mind's eye how the branches take their life from the vine and the nourishment to bear fruit. Discipleship does not bear fruit by its own power and vitality. The branches of disciples exist in, for, and by Jesus, the true vine. The fruit we bear as those grafted into the vine by baptism is the fruit of love, a joy in sharing the good news of God's amazing grace for all the world, the caring of compassion that suffers with the other, the burning zeal for justice, the heart that reaches out in kindness, the tangible efforts to include those who struggle on the margins of society or even our own community, the effort to find paths of dialogue and conversation with each other in a deeply divided society. This is so important. And it starts with each of us staying in conversation with those around us who differ deeply, hard as that is, so that these folks know that we shall care about them then we will not allow us to become estranged by our differences. Finally, here's the best part, best part of all. We do not pursue the life of Christian love in order to gain righteousness. We already have that given by God's grace. We do it so that others may see the love of God, enter into the joy of God's new life and shout hallelujah, he has risen along with the whole company of saints. Amen. <laughs>